Good morning, good afternoon. This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Um, Today, again, it is um, Saturday. We did a little fit tip earlier today, and now we're doing a little long form content here. We're going to be talking about something that's been in the news for the last little probably last seven months since the shutdown took place worldwide Um, in Toronto we've just seen in Toronto Canada we've just um, seen the uh, premier of Ontario of that province shut down all of the gyms all of the movie theaters as well as most of the um, restaurants and I think um, there's a few other other um, facilities and businesses that have been shut down due to the pandemic. They've seen a lot of uh, spikes in their in COVID, uh, COVID-19, and so the authorities have taken upon themselves to shut things down. Whether or not you agree with that, um, that's for a whole other topic, a whole other debate, but what we're talking about today is the title of this um, podcast is, is, is just discussing Will Mom and Pop Gyms Survive? So, we, we all hear that um, that term thrown around very loosely, and particularly within uh, 2020, the mom and pop sort of brick and mortar, you know, the local place that you go to. And it could be, it could be anywhere. It could be your favorite restaurant. It can be your uh, place of worship. It can be uh, a bookshop. But it's a place that holds a lot of warmth when you talk to people in their hearts about um, their community specifically within this this era where everything is digital where amazon has been announcing their prime day where walmart has behaved like genghis khan and just ripped through brick and mortar um, stores and the places that we used to go to where we would normally recognize the people behind the front counter you know the people who would ask you about your not just about your day but about your kids your marriage hey how's how's the new job going how's the anniversary how's the baby things of that nature you know um, places that would where you would know the people so well you know um, you might even go to their weddings or you know you might go to the same church or the same mosque or you know uh, attend the same uh, attend the same place of, of going to get your coffee you know or stuff like that and so I think um, as we enter into you know, uh, 2020, 2021 and beyond. It's interesting to look at how we sort of hold those places in, in high esteem. You know, I mean, it's, it's nice to, to go like to quote, you know, cheers where everybody knows your name, where it's familiar, where, you know, you might have your own special kind of seat, or you might have a place where, you go and like, you know, your local comic book shop, which are, you know, I mean, comics are under threat to get comic book shops anyways, are you know, under threat to get, you know, just, just run out of business. And unfortunately, a lot of places out there, um, particularly gyms, particularly the ones that aren't the quote unquote Globo gyms or the ones that are not part of a huge franchise or franchise, franchise or chain like um, your goals, which is actually filed for bankruptcy or um, 24 hour fitness in the States or anytime fitness or any of these sort of gyms out there. Or even within Canada, our good life um, is probably one of the biggest, uh, you know, chains out there. Um, they're gobbling up all the all the real estate. I mean, 
I mean, and let's be fair, you know, it costs a lot of money to run a business if you are, if you run one or two locations and you're not part of a franchise, you're not part of a chain, you don't have the backing of millions of advertising dollars and, you know, just, just the ability to put out paper flyers. Um, I looked into it. It was roughly about $5,000 per week. Now, most, you know, mom and pop gyms or are like not really you know, strapped with cash like that, you know, a lot of times they're just breaking even if that and in this increasingly competitive market space and marketplace where it comes to fitness, health and wellness, which has, I believe at last estimation has only taken up about 10 to 20% of the population actually attends, you know, um, fitness, uh, fitness classes or gyms of some sort, there's huge room for growth. And so People want to, you know, jump in on that. And you have not just, you know, um, regular bodybuilding type type gyms. We have um, we have CrossFit gyms and, you know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Muay Thai. And we have the gyms that are specific to various sports like um, hockey training and um, things of that nature. And so it's ever competitive. And as we we look into 2020, which has been what I like to call the the dumpster fire that has brought us so much closer and further away from each other. Um, when talking about just the the effect of the COVID virus on mom and pop gyms, it's been it's it's been devastating. Uh, a lot of them didn't have online offerings. Uh, many of them were very much um, you know beholden to that old school mentality of uh, you know what. Um, you know, I went to a gym actually that was on the honor system when, when you had to pay them. Um, it was Wind Warriors Boxing Gym that was running back in like 2008, 2009 there. And I attended it for a little bit. And, you know, the owner was a really great guy and a big heart, but didn't have much business savvy. And I think that space now um, in the Westmount area in Edmonton is now uh, Anytime Fitness. So there you go, right? There's a perfect example of that. But um, today we're going to be reading from an article uh, written on, let me see here, April the 14th, 2020, by Natalie um, Dolce. And it was written uh, by Globestreet.com. Basically, they were talking about a kickboxing uh, club and its efforts to reposition itself um, is a microcosm of the mighty efforts mom and pop retailers are undertaking to stay afloat. So definitely with restaurants and coffee shops and shops and bookstores and everything else, they are seeing, um, you know, just a real challenge this year, but specifically what we're talking about this gym here, uh, it's based in San Diego and, uh, it starts off by saying when, Carlsbad Kickboxing Club, a local boutique gym in Southern California headed by U.S. veteran Ronaldo Montana, um, had to close its doors last month. So this was uh, written back in April. So when the, when the shutdowns took place in March, it knew there were, it, there were grim times ahead. Many of its members froze their monthly payments as they hunkered at home and in some cases lost their jobs. And of course, the rent was due. Montana was re um, has received a few months forbearance from his two landlords, but he acknowledges that he won't be able to last more than a, than a five and than a than five months without paying customers. Still, the gym is trying its best to stay afloat. It is connecting with its current members, putting together online classes for those that want to participate and practice their moves at home. The company has even loaned out its gym equipment. I heard a lot of gyms were doing that, actually. CrossFit gyms and whatnot, they were loaning out their um, equipment free of charge, um, including bags, mitts, and gloves, to the members who continue to support it. 
But will it be enough? Montana remains optimistic while doing his best to adapt. I can only hope that this setback will make the gym stronger. Uh, the gym, like so many, many, many mom and pop retail establishments, launched with a compelling story. Uh, Montana, uh, Montano, sorry, Montano was working, training a few kids and wanting to give them a place to work out. Uh, the gym opened in 2014 in a northern, in northern Carlsbad, California center. Uh, taking approximately 6,000 square feet of space. The kids program was its foundation and the first Muay Thai offering in the, in the area. The gym took off from there and last year it expanded with adult programs and into space next door, bringing its total square footage to 10,000 square feet. Uh, before March, things were looking good for the small business. While learning this new normal has certainly not been a smooth process, we are adapting, Montana says. And we have, and we have to thank our members for that. And so it goes on to um, talk about how um, they've used such strategies as digital offerings and, and in case of uh, when restaurants were using pickups and things of that nature. And um, I mean, yeah, it goes on to state that, I mean, it, it's just been really tough. And when you look at the new normal, um, a lot of people have... Um, decided, you know, because of if what, what part of the world you live in, what, what city you live in, depending on, you know, what's going on with, with cases, um, depending if you live in the States or you live in Canada or you live in, you know, overseas, some people are just not risking it. And so for the sake of those who have to take care of people who are immune compromised, um, people who have loved ones or little ones they need to take care of. Um, for a lot of people, it's just not worth the risk and they're going to work out at home or they're going to, you know, follow something on YouTube or maybe they got an app on their phone. And so a lot of these gyms, which, and let, let's be clear, like the, the fitness industry on a whole is a volume based business. And so you have people that would come in and that would work out. Um, but you, you plan on people coming in and using the facility very rarely, to be completely honest with you. And then you have people who, who you know, you'll have your, your 5 to 10%, maybe even 20% of people who come in and use the facility on a daily basis more than once a week. You know, you got your, 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 your lifers, you know, the hardcore folks, the people who are maybe competing or doing shows or, you know, they're um, semi-professional or they just really take their fitness really seriously and amateur bodybuilding, things of that nature. And so you'll see those people there more often than not. But then you've got the folks who are the casuals, the once a week, maybe the once every two weeks. Those are the folks that the fitness industry really makes their money off of. They are, um, dare I say, the bread and butter, as it were. And so, you know, you bank on people signing up in droves and not really showing up. And it's not a very, I mean, it's not a great system, but it's worked. And um, you see it, you see it no, you see it on display at no better time than, you know, New Year's Eve. Uh, the you know the New Year's resolutioners, which I mean this year we're going to see if that even plays into effect. If people, depending on, I mean we're coming into flu season right now, so we'll see if people actually want to come back to the gyms, right? But um, uh, the last part of this article it goes on to say that um, he said he's also had to be ahead of the game re um, and had to think outside of the box. So um, you know another coronavirus statement that rings ever more true to the current situation he says is that the retail industry is fluid and often goes through transitions and cycles as a result we have to keep our eye on what's trending and how the key players are reacting 
Um, so this was coming from the owner of the fitness facility. Now, I did a little research and actually wanted to see, because you never know on the internet, right? You're doing your research and you wanna make sure that this is a real place. And so I actually checked it out online. Um, Carl's Bad Kickboxing Club. And to my surprise and delight, they are still in operation. You can check them out online at carlsbadkickboxingclub.com. Um, I just wanted to see if they'd still, they'd been able to weather the storm and it looks like they are still going. Um, they're offering classes, they've got programs, they have new um, coronavirus protocols as most gyms have, but they are, they are, I mean, they're making it, they're making it work, you know? And I mean, granted, unfortunately, not every gym is going to have the funds because if you think about it, if you are renting a, you know, a, a decent sized space, 6,000 to 10,000 square feet, even though that might seem like a, not, a lot, sorry, when you look at, um, you know, cardio equipment and machines and how much space that actually eats up on your floor, um, usually your working space for people is usually probably cut almost in half. So you're really working with about 5,000 square feet, maybe even three, um, depending on how many people are coming in or how many people have canceled their memberships. Um, a lot of people still have that rent due. It was the end of March when most things shut down. So um, people probably already had their budgets ready for April and May, you know, heading into the summer. And I mean, if you've got a space that's $21 a square foot, you know, do the math. And so along with overhead and, you know, if, if you were one of those places that was able to actually furlough your, um, your staff, then you were paying them out of pocket a lot of times. Um, there's a boxing gym in New York city. Um, I really should have gotten the name for it, but I was watching, just checking out, um, TV the other night before. And basically there's a pretty famous gym, boxing gym in, the, in New York. And, um, the gentleman who runs it said he'd never had any sort of debt whatsoever, um, always, you know, was in the black and, you know, had operated it pretty, you know, physically, physically um, intelligently, um, as far as not going into debt and everything else. But when COVID hit, he had bills to the tune of almost, almost 10 to 15,000 a month. And that's just, you know, your insurance, your space and everything else. And he said right now, after the last six months, he's almost $200,000 in debt. Now, you look at that and you think, oh my gosh, like how could, you know, a, a, a mom and pop um, retailer survive that? And the sad part is they can't. Um, there's a restaurant just on the West End of where I used to live in the city there and um, an Italian restaurant, El Torno, I believe it's called. And they um, they shut down. They'd been out around for years, I think, for like decades. And they just couldn't handle it. You know, um, there's been a number of gyms and businesses and, you know, franchises or franchisees that have just had to call it, call it quits. And, you know, just, just from my perspective of developing this studio here and, you know, having a small studio to train people in and knowing the amount of work that goes into that, you know, it's hard to imagine what goes through your head when you have to shutter the doors of something that you've built, you know, and a lot of these people, they built it through sweat equity, you know, um, if you are, you know, the definition of a mom and pop gym or retail space is somebody who wants to be their own boss. It's the entrepreneurial spirit and they, you know, they pour everything into it. We're talking about maxing out credit cards and working, working evenings after you've worked your regular job and put your kids to bed and, you know, just any, doing anything you can, scraping and clawing just to make it work. And 
you know, it's, it's, it is heart wrenching. You know, it is, it is very, very unsettling to see that. But, um, you know, we got, we got a good case, um, with, with, um, with Carl's bad kickboxing club and, you know, kind of, kind of to see that resilience, you know, and everything else. And, And I think too, when it comes to this um, pandemic, this has really opened the eyes of a lot of people who run businesses and who run, um, you know, just companies to, you know, to, to kind of plan accordingly, you know, because I think I think for a long time within the fitness industry, we've kind of operated on a on a template that has that was set back in the late, late 70s, early 80s. And we've just kept it going. And um, most gyms and most fitness, I want to say businesses or conglomerates have, you know, moved, some have moved to online, some haven't, some have, you know, but they've, they've, they've kept their bread and butter mainly with, you know, walk-in traffic and memberships. You know, you had that, that monthly hit that would come out of your credit card or, or bank account every, every month, you know? And so that was always your, you know, your guarantee that you'd have, you know, money to float you for the next month. And that's how you'd make your budget. And, and, um, I don't know. I I think that way of running a a gym or running a fitness facility, you know, it's, it's coming to an end. And even even once COVID, you know, is over and it it doesn't seem like it will be, but once it is, and we we come back to, you know, the old normal as it were, um, you know, um, we'll, we'll, we'll have learned some great lessons from this. Right. And and I think one of the things, the takeaways you can take from this is, is that you got to, I think it's important to support local. I think it's important to support, um, you know, the small, the little guy, as it were. And this isn't uh, a kick it at like big gyms. I work at one. Um, so maybe that makes me part of the problem. I don't know. But um, there's, a, there's a space for, you know, the big box gyms that, you know, charge you 10 bucks or five bucks a month. And, you know, it's 24 hours and all that kind of stuff. And, and I mean, we all got to save money and stuff like that. We're all trying to pinch pennies, but I think there is something to be said about a gym or a space that you can go and you know, the owners, you know, you, you're friends with the people behind the front desk, you know, the people that are there, like there's this, this kind of code and culture there. And it's a feeling of, I don't want to say like, you know, get all warm and fuzzy, but just a feeling of, of like familiarity, familiarity, and you can form culture anywhere. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a specific place, but there is something to be said about spaces out there that, um, I guess you could say that, um, that kind of exemplify that spirit of, of building something from an idea you know, just cl- scratching and clawing to make it happen, um, putting your best foot forward and taking a chance, taking a shot. And I think if we lose that with this pandemic, and I don't think we will entirely, but I definitely feel that there's there's going to be, um, as they say, you know, blood in the water, as it were. But I think for those who still believe in, you know, uh, you know the little guy can make it and things of that nature and and not necessarily stand against like the Amazons and the Walmarts, but carve out their own little niche where you, you, you can do more than the big guys can. You can move better. You can, I mean, look at that. We had gyms giving out equipment, right? I mean, I'll be honest, the gym I work at, they didn't give out any equipment. I mean, they didn't lend out any of their stuff to their, their members, but the smaller gyms did because 
they knew who they were. They could they could trust that, hey, if you're still supporting us, we're going to help you out. And there was that feeling, you know. Um, I remember hearing one of the gym, um, one of the gyms in, in, in my area, I think it was World Health, one of them. I think they've changed their name. Uh, some bullshit, but they they were still charging people, right? And it's like you, you your gym has to close down. You don't charge the people for something they're not using. And and look, it it sounds you know ridiculous and and heartless, but there were some gyms that were doing that, right? Um, there were some gyms that you know just tried to fly in the face of convention and just just kept their doors open. There was a, a gym just down the road from where we were living that did that until you know, Alberta Health and Services had to shut them down. And so you see the best and the worst come out of people with um, with something like this. And I, I just feel that if you can support your local gym or CrossFit, actually, it was funny. They had, a, well, not funny, but they had a movement where they were saying support your local box and, and you know, do what you can if you're in a financial position. And it's really tough if you've lost your job or, you know, your benefits have been cut or, you know, your bills are still your bills are still piling up and you got to pay them but it just goes to show how the the brick and mortar mom and pop retail shops um and gyms are in the same position as we are you know they they're not getting bailed out you know by um by government uh they're not getting you know scads of cash maybe they're getting the small business loans but at the end of the day they got to figure it out just like we do and so i think there is something to be said for um you know trying to trying to come together you know help each other out but um yeah i just wanted to touch on that for a little bit it um was an article that piqued my interest there and like i said um this gym is still thriving uh from what i could tell on their website they're still you know they're still um still making it happen and um yeah however you can you know reach out and not just gyms too but if there's like a, a a place in your area that you're like, you know what, I don't really want to go there now, but I don't want to see you disappear when we can go back. Maybe this Christmas, buy some gift cards, you know, um, or purchase some, you know, uh, I don't know, purchase if they sell like sauces or wine or something like that, or, you know what I mean? Or cater, you know, if, if they're doing any catering, um, if you're having a family get together, you know, um, go through them, you know? Um, I mean, you can go through your, the bigger, um, Places like, you know, IHOP and and um, and Boston Pizza and stuff like that. But, you know, maybe hit up a place that, you know, you've gone to for months. You maybe know the family. You've gone there for years, maybe. And you've had really good times there. And and, um, and you just want to help them out, you know. And so, um, yeah, I think I think the uh, the mom and pop gyms are something that we need. They are essential. Um, and they... They, I, I, me personally, I feel they fill that, that space that if we lose them, I mean, everything's corporate. I mean, could you imagine if everything we had to shop on Amazon to get it or every store you went into was like a big box, like Walmart, where, you know, it was always packed. You didn't know anybody. And it, I think the best way I've heard the mom and pop, um, situation or, or scenario, um, spoken to me is that. When you cook a meal, if it's, if you're driving home and you say, man, you know what? I'm just going to stop at McDonald's, pick something up real quick and eat it. I mean, it's fast. It's easy. It's convenient. You don't have to get out of your car. Um, you just swipe your card um, and you get your food piping hot. But 
it's it may not be that nutritious for you. You know, it's it might have additives and preservatives and you know refined stuff in there, sugars and corn syrup for the pop and and after you eat it, you're full, but you're not satisfied. You you're kind of you kind of feel gross. Kind of feel like you cheated yourself a little bit. Like you, you know, like 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 you're walking home from school and you know you see an adult magazine and you take a look and you know you shouldn't have, you know, or you you know um or, or you you spread a gossip about somebody and afterwards you feel really gross about it. You know, that kind of feeling. But you know, if you, if you wait, you know what, I'm going to go home. I got food at home. I'm going to cook it or I've got something that I can throw in the crock pot and it's slow and it simmers and there's flavor to it. And you know what you've put in there because it's like your, your own, you know, your own spices. You haven't like, you know, um, um, use the cheap, uh, cheap seasoning or the cheap cuts of meat, you know, and, and, and you have it and you enjoy it and you feel full, you feel satisfied and you feel like you've, um, I guess you could say you feel, yeah, satisfied. And there's that feeling of knowing that you put something good into your system. And I, I think that's what the, these sort of stores are like. They're like, um, having a home cooked meal versus, and, and again, there's a, there's a place for, you know, eating out every now and again, but I think you're, you're done so much more good in putting time and effort into um, something that's local, something that's homegrown, if you would, and something where, you know, you, you have a connection, you know, but uh, yeah, so just wanted to um, touch on that a little bit, but um, hopefully you guys are doing great out there, keeping each other safe. Um, look for more episodes coming, you know, uh, Lord willing, we're working on this basement here. And so uh, just want to make sure that, um, everything looks right right now i'm recording it in the unfinished portion um so this is the sound you're hearing and hopefully when we get the video up and running you'll have something that um sounds a little bit more uh more polished as it were you know but um yeah hopefully you guys have a great weekend um take care of each other out there and keep fit and have fun